podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, living the stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and I'm of course joined by my lovely co-host Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, my man? Uh, I am deflated uh, after the the horrible, tragic, really Johnny Manziel news that we got. Oh, it's uh, rough today. Uh, but we will go on, and we will find other streamers after a a pretty lengthy shower cry uh, for me, at least. Yeah, it was tough. I got to actually, because I went on kind of like a, a, a rant-ish, not rant, but just, just talking about, m- mostly talking about like how Colin Kaepernick and Cam Newton have been so bad this year and people are still just like asking if they should start them because they have good matchups this week. And I'm just saying no, because they're Colin Kaepernick and Cam Newton in 2014 and they're not very good. Uh-huh. And... I talked about Manziel a lot, and people were like, oh, I thought you hated Johnny Manziel. And, like, that wasn't the point of, like, the argument I had with Davis or, like, my, my – I just want to be clear here at the, at the start. That wasn't really, like, my my views of Johnny Manziel. Like, I know that Johnny Manziel can be a very, very strong fantasy asset, and I really, really love Johnny Manziel as a streaming option at quarterback. And I really love Johnny Manziel when he has some experience under his belt, even that if even if that experience was him sitting on the bench for twelve weeks, right. thir- thirteen weeks. So I, you know, it's a, it's a different scenario right now than it was when you were investing him in in him uh, earlier in the preseason. And and really, I you know, a, a key for me was that if he was named starter in the preseason, and he and his ADP shifted to say round eight, that's that's the reason I was so passionately against him. Yeah. So I just want to throw that out there because I got like, I got, I'm not even kidding. I got like 10 to 15 people asking me why I was all of a sudden a Manziel fan. And I was always a Manziel fan. Right. I, lo- I love him. Right. I mean, but there, <clears throat> there's a difference between having to burn a mid round pick on him and picking him up off the waiver wire in week 14. Yeah, exactly. It's a completely, I mean, there's absolutely no cost in me doing this this week. If I, and, and I would flat out, if he were to get this, if Brian Hoyer gets hit by a truck tomorrow night, I would I would stream Johnny Manziel. Oh, yeah, that went that you that got dark really quick. <laughs> I'm just I'm just okay. If he if he sits on his hand R- remote wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, if he if 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 Brian if something happens to Brian Hoyer and he can't play on Sunday, then right. I would stream Johnny Manziel in the in the fantasy playoffs. I I would have no problem doing that because I think that he could easily – he would probably have a 15-ish point floor against Indy, especially if Vontae Davis wasn't playing. Yes, I would I would say the exact same thing. Yeah, almost guaranteed Yeah, 15 points. And I saw someone on, on Twitter today say, well, you know, who who was going to start Manziel anyway? Right. And, and, and it, they mentioned it being the fantasy playoffs. And I think I mentioned this on the last show that when when someone says, you know, this is a must win or – I'm in the playoffs now. To me, that uh, it doesn't matter. Like I, I just treat I treat every game as if it's week one or if it's week eight or week fifteen. Like I, I don't really change my strategy due to what time of year it is. 
Right. That's exactly the way that I view it too. And and I think the the main problem with the fantasy playoffs in general, like like you know, we talked about Drew Brees a couple weeks ago on the podcast because I traded for him, and uh, I I did because he has a great playoff schedule. Yeah. And and but the thing is, is that people are going to see Drew Brees do really well these next three weeks, and they're going to attribute fantasy success to Drew Brees, even though Drew Brees was completely replaceable, and we've shown that he is completely replaceable up until last week. Literally, we have proven, because that's where our quarterback Frankenstein is right now on a per-week basis, we've proven that Drew Brees has been replaceable this year. Um, so unfortunately, you know, it, it's just it's just – it's strange to me in a way that these three weeks have such such weight on, on the way that we view players because it really just it, it's no different. Yeah, and uh, I think also part something that we'll we'll see in the next few weeks is that uh, you know people who took quarterbacks pretty early or who have committed to a quarterback as their as their quarterback uh, are going to go with that person, go with that guy no matter what. Uh, like like they did last year with Breeze in a really bad matchup in week I think maybe week fifteen I think it was against the Panthers at at Carolina right um, he didn't really deliver so uh, that's sort of the the problem with no name with, with for for just committing to a quarterback and not really ex- you know looking at matchups or factoring factoring them in but yeah I mean getting back to the, the Johnny football thing I I am <clears throat> I'm very bummed out I I I picked him up in almost every league. And now I don't know what to do with him. Yeah, he was he was just such an obvious number one streamer this week that like, I I, I was really confident that that Mike Pettin wouldn't wouldn't be an idiot. Like Mike, Mike Pettin is the worst human being in football right now. <laughs> Pretty easily, I would I would assume, right? I I like uh, uh, I like how. Uh, uh, fantasy Twitter has thrown a temper tantrum over this, but if you go over to like Brown's Twitter, they're like, yeah. they're like, look, this is a solid decision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the uh, uh, he deserves another chance to win, and uh, you know, it's like the whole like uh, QB wins uh, right. uh, group. You know, they're they're like, oh, well, you know, he's he's won seven games for us. We got to keep keep going to him. Oh. Forget the fact that he has been way below replacement level for a month right. now. Right. I actually I went to get lunch today. It was like eleven forty five or something, and I, I go and get in my car. I turn on the radio, and Dan Patrick's on. It just instantly, right away. I'm not even kidding. Instantly, Dan Patrick says Brian Hoyer deserved it because he won seven games with the Cleveland Browns. That's the first. That's the first thing that I heard when I got in my car. I almost just took the car and drove it off a bridge. It's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. You know what? It's so there aren't even bridges around me. I'm I'm glad you didn't do that, but I wouldn't have blamed you if you did. Right, I know. And then they'd say, "Why did you drive your car off the bridge?" And I said, "Because people think that quarterback wins are a thing." Yeah, right. We're straight to the quarterback wins, and and you, well, <laughs> it, like like Pat Doherty from Roto World said today on Twitter, uh, "We're treating Brian Hoyer as if he's a ten-year veteran <laughs> with like with an outstanding track record of just winning." You know, <laughs> right. it's all he does. Uh, gets it done for 10 we've seen it over and over he's taken teams to the playoffs to afc championships he got to the super bowl twice you know no he had, like he's he's a he's a nice backup uh, right but 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 come on right and not the browns the browns schedule has been a cakewalk like are, are we not are we not seeing this like they've played they've played nothing and brian hoyer has been horrible against against terrible defenses and like even even at, he threw three interceptions against atlanta 
Like, are we realizing what's happening here? It's just, it's incredible. I, I feel like I'm a talking head on the radio right now, but like, it's just, it's, it's insane. No, if you were a talking head on the radio, you would be talking about QB win. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, I'm glad that I didn't drive off a, a bridge that doesn't exist. <laughs> Dude, this sounds, this sounds kind of uh, metaphorical. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's gonna be what's happening next week after I stream Sean Hill in the playoffs. Uh... Anyway, all right. Let's uh, before we get into what happened last week, do you want to talk about our sponsor? Yes, uh, our sponsor is Sportable. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Sportable uh, NFL and um, on the internet's at Sportable is. Um, sign up for their uh, daily fantasy uh, newsletter and get a bunch of DraftKings tidbits from uh, one of our favorites, uh, Rich Rebar. Um, I found them very useful the last couple weeks. And uh, like everything on Sportable, uh, they are uh, super compact and uh, easily digestible for, for anyone who just wants an overview rather than a, a 4,000-word Yes. Uh, you know, short story on why Rob Gronkowski is so good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so we are officially in playoff mode. Did you? Did you? Uh, success- well, actually, we almost. We were talking about this earlier today. We almost ended up facing each other in the Apex Expert League, but you you couldn't score seven more points this season to pass our buddy Sean Siegel. So you're the four seed, and I'm the six seed. So we're not playing each other. That's right, and, and so th- therefore we can do the podcast this week. Right. Otherwise, we would we would have to have to have someone in the middle just saying everything that we're saying and just record the podcast one <laughs> one voice maybe maybe your wife or something like that but that would that would have been pretty cool yeah that would be interesting yeah but yeah how'd your cool. how'd your how'd your playoff did, did you make a lot of playoffs uh let's see i made i'm only in i'm only in four redraft leagues uh wow you did good yeah yeah i, I made the playoffs in all of them i'm not like I'm, I just kind of snuck in any in each one. Oh, I mean, I'm in a couple dynasty leagues as well. I got I got into one, and I'm a disaster at the other. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 pretty uh, pretty happy overall with how things. My my home league uh, is uh, <laughs> quite the debacle in my division. My division uh, is the worst by far in the whole league. Yeah, and I kind of feel bad about that. Always happens, right? So it looks like I just like. Uh, configured the divisions so that I would have the easiest. I would have a cakewalk. That get this. So I, I got into the playoffs at seven and six. Uh, the next closest person has two wins. So wow. So yeah, I think wow. I locked into a playoff spot since about before Halloween. Yeah, like like when when Carson Palmer was still playing. I can't talk about it. Yeah, Wait. no, that's sad. Anyway, how'd you do? Solid. Uh, I'm actually. I'm in a. 11 leagues this year wow. which is w- way too many i'm gonna cut that down i made nine uh i did not make the two mugs league despite being third in points which is the most frustrating part and i did not make the number fire writers league or playoffs <laughs> does that mean you're fired I, probably <laughs> my, i just my team was i it was it's a 14 teamer and it's it's deep and i drafted ap both actually what's funny is both the leagues that i drafted the only two leagues i drafted adrian peterson and i uh i didn't make the playoffs even though my team in two mugs wasn't that bad i just i well, couldn't yeah i mean you kept, luck was not on my side you scored more points than i did i just happened to play <laughs> a bunch of garbage teams uh, like like in the, in the last half of the season yeah, but I did make it in my home. The the most important league, my my Drew Brees league. Yeah, that's that's happening. Do it. Yeah, I'm gonna win a championship with Drew Brees. 
It's going to be great. <laughs> Let's get into what we picked last week. Um, Denny, you on defense had the Giants and the Colts. So they were they were the Giants weren't as good as the Colts, correct? The Colts scored a touchdown, right? Yeah. So yeah, the Colts were sixth last week with fourteen fantasy points. The Giants were tenth with eleven fantasy points. The Giants really like were a case study in how high the floor is yeah. for a team against Jacksonville because that defense did not play well at all and they ended up with eleven points. Yeah, that's crazy. I I'm actually kind of flabbergasted by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, your a phenomenal pick last week. We <laughs> talked about um, – we, we mentioned how people were uh, somewhat afraid of Oakland after what they did to Kansas City. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we laughed at that. And then you picked the Rams, and then the Rams scored 179 points. Yes, 32 points to be exact. And, obviously, they, they were first. Uh, yeah, no, I mean – that you know that Oakland Super Bowl win that they had two weeks ago against the Chiefs obviously yeah. didn't stick. Uh, and uh, woof, boy, Rams, how, how good how good do they look on defense? Woof. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They've they've really turned things around after like not recording a sack for the first like five or six games <laughs> what, of the season. What was happening? I, don't I know it's it's crazy, man. Um, so yeah, speaking of uh, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. We did have Alex Smith last week as our number one streamer. That He was our confidence streamer on the, the Rob Silver show over on the Fantasy Sports Network. And he scored 12.72 points. Fortunately, was able to get that touchdown in the fourth quarter. Uh, I told Denny I, I, I fell asleep. I, I, I actually didn't fall asleep. I forced myself to sleep after the, the third quarter of that game because I just I couldn't. I couldn't handle that game. That that was the most one of the most frustrating games from a fantasy perspective that I've watched in a while. Yes. Because because it was just it was the Broncos were converting every third down imaginable and they were just CJ Anderson could do whatever he wanted against that defense. Yeah. Well they, they went to their old like the playbook that they used against the Patriots last year where they ran right. it forty five times and Peyton Manning was not a top twenty quarterback. Right. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So yeah, that was really frustrating. Um, so our quarterback now, just so that people are, are updated with this, we're we're probably I mean we're not going to beat Drew Brees because his schedule is so so easy down the stretch. Uh, we're basically fighting with Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger, um, which I think we can, especially Roethlisberger. I think we can do. Um, you know, so we're at like the QB five six range with our with our or QB five to seven range with our. Frankenstein quarterback. Yeah, I'll consider it a, a great success if we finish uh, at QB five or QB six. I think that, yeah, that would yeah. be awesome because we get just so everyone's clear, we get one crack every week. It's not like we pick three, four guys and we take the best from, from right. the group. We get we get one, and we we had a you know <clears throat> we've had a, a couple swings and misses, especially maybe I mean, last week and then Blake Bortles in week four right. or five, and like Locker in week two. Um, so it's not, it's not all, uh, been, been this, this great thing, but, uh, I, I would, I would be really happy with QB five, six there. Yeah. I think the thing too, is that if you look at our peaks and valleys, it is kind it, it is kind of like playing Russell Wilson in fantasy. Like if, if I, I guarantee you once the season's over, like if we finish it out strong enough, you know, we'll put it side by side. And if you look at it, like our point production on a week to week basis is probably going to be similar to what you see from Russell Wilson. Right. That would, that would be my guess. Cause he's. You know he hasn't been like incredibly consistent at times this year. Oh no, he yeah he had a three game stretch that was horrendous. Right, right. Um, so other guys that I mentioned, I mentioned a lot last week just because it was fun. Um, 
we did talk about Andy. This is funny, actually. We were talking about, remember how you and I were going back and forth about Andy Dalton and Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. And then they just both were terrible. <laughs> they, they, both, so, they were I, both awful. I mean, Dalton was bad with a rushing touchdown. Yeah, yeah. He finishes QB twenty two, and he had a rushing. He touchdown. had a rushing touchdown. That just blows my mind. Oh. Yeah, uh, and then Teddy Bridgewater uh, was a QB seventeen. He scored almost fifteen fantasy points, so that was a pretty good day for him. Uh, Sean Hill, I mentioned. Uh, he scored over 21 fantasy points because he had a rushing touchdown mm-hmm. um, from two yards out. Trey Mason could have had four. Um, and he was a QB 11. And then Drew Stanton was like a really deep play that, you know, a desperation play, if you will. Yeah. Uh, he scored 12 and a half points and he was a QB 21. So he really wasn't that, like he didn't kill you if you played him last week. No, no. I mean, the the touchdown helped a lot. He, he almost got to 300. I, I think Stanton is, is horrendous, but... Um, you know, in garbage time, anybody and everybody has, has some value. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it was a pretty mediocre fantasy week. Uh, we didn't mention Ryan Fitzpatrick, unfortunately. Oh. Um, I did play him and I did play him in daily though, which was awesome. I, I had Colt McCoy everywhere in daily and I, and I would just, you know, besides you still my, be ha- You should still be happy with that. No, no, no. I, I'm thrilled with it. I don't know why I didn't mention him last week. Uh, yeah, I know. I was thinking about that too. I can't, I don't know if it was, be- I think we were just like rushed a little bit I, I, because I, it was Thanksgiving and we didn't, uh, it's just, we did it on Tuesday I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna We're play, always better on Wednesday because we have more information. That. I'm going to blame that because I will. I will. Uh, I will say that I had the. Um, I had Colt McCoy in almost every lineup on the site Victive. Yeah. Um, and um, in on DraftKings. And when did they? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and and he scored like what? what he was QB four or five. Yeah. Like yeah, that. he he was a top five option. But did when did they? I, I can't. I don't know. I'm just having a. I, I really. I can't understand. This is like whenever we. This is like whenever we like. Wait. Played was, Austin Davis places. It was Wednesday. It was the. It, okay. The the Washington announced this the okay. Wednesday. Okay, that's what it was. That's why we didn't talk about. Cole there McCoy. you go. Okay, now it makes sense. My God. Okay. I was actually thinking about that earlier today. Woo. Um, and then just real quick, we talked uh, Charles Clay, which we turned into Dion Sims, uh, and he was actually a tight end 10 in PPR leagues because tight end is a complete wasteland. It is. Including, including Jimmy Graham. Well, if, you, if you played anyone last week that, that caught a pass, they were better than Jimmy Graham. That, that's, that's incredible. You know, I, I've, I've read a couple things about uh, the theory on Graham, which I perhaps Kenny Darter has something to say about Graham at the end of the show. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe. But um, uh, either that he was... Uh, uh, double and triple teamed against Pittsburgh, or that he's just not healthy at all. Yeah, so he was. I mean, they 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 covered him. I mean, that's why like the Kenny Stills, the the one big play that Kenny Stills had, or the touchdown that Kenny Stills had. I mean, he was able to get behind the secondary because they they they, they had two or three guys on Graham on every play. But like, I don't know. It's just kind of annoying to me every time that people talk about Jimmy Graham's injury as if like injuries only happen to Jimmy Graham and stuff like, like this is the whole reason that people aren't drafting running backs and they don't use this injury excuse for running backs, but they're, they'll, they'll do it for Jimmy Graham, of course, because it's Jimmy Graham. Uh, I think we may be a little sensitive uh, a little bit. about just a little bit. Cause I feel the same way, but if I, he's a hundred percent hurt. 
if I yeah, sure. if I try to draw, if I try, I mean, we, look, we've been beaten over the head with Jimmy Graham <laughs> for like two and a half years now. So that's it, true. this is, you know, this is making us sense. But if, but yes, I, I agree that every, every time he has a subpar performance, uh, the first thing you hear is a shoulder, a wrist, right. arm, right. like, that's all i'm saying i mean that's truly all i'm saying and i do think that it played a role i'm sure in his in his zero but like we got to just look at at production here and that's how we have to judge how well he's doing because that's what matters in fantasy football anyway i digress agreed uh, let's get into week 13. We're already like 20 minutes into the podcast. Um, <laughs> and we have 100 questions. We have 130 <laughs> questions. So why don't you talk about some defenses this week? All right. Uh, you can check out all my uh, defensive streaming scores at thefakefootball.com as per usual. Uh, week 14's top streaming scores belong to uh, the Texans, of course. Uh, they're at Jacksonville. The Rams at Washington. Um uh, the Saints, uh, the Vikings, the Niners. So uh, basically, and I, I talked about this in, in this week's column, uh, we, we've we seen in recent weeks the impact that streaming a home team can have. And a big part of the reason that I went with the Rams, I pushed the Rams hard over the Giants uh, in week 13 was home field and, and the Giants being away in Jacksonville. Uh, and uh, uh, Kansas City, I made the mistake of pushing them as a top option the week before, and, and they were in Oakland. Um, I, I will push them again when they're in Kansas City against Oakland next week, but that's that's a different story. So anyway, uh, saying that, the Vikings, for me, uh, are this week's number one uh, defensive play. I would play them over over anybody. And as of Tuesday night, they were available – in uh, ninety-three or four percent of leagues, so um, so get get them if they're still out there. Uh, they're at home. They've been really good at home. Uh, they're against a Jets team that, as we saw on Monday night, um, has no answer at quarterback. And I don't I don't believe that the Vikings or or any team will take the approach that the Dolphins did, which was to to say to I guess to make no adjustments and allow the Jets to run run the ball 40, 45 times and pass the ball only, what, eight times headed into the fourth quarter? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so don't see that that formula working <laughs> um, it, this week uh, in a really in a really hostile environment, um, which Minnesota, the, the Viking Stadium, wherever they play now, is uh, it has, has proven to be. So, um, so yeah, I like uh, the Vikings are my are my top option. Uh, the Rams, uh, they're they're away, um, but they're playing against that uh, recently leaky Washington offensive line, uh, and and they have that pass rush at, at you know full tilt right now. So uh, I really do like their their floor, and obviously I think that their ceiling is tremendous mm-hmm. um, in this one. So uh, for me, it's uh, um, Vikings, Rams, and then the Saints. Uh, cool. And the Saints, I know the Saints defense stinks. I actually, I didn't know this until this week, but the Saints defense is the third worst in fantasy. Wow. I mean, that's, that's. And they were like, that's, that was the opposite of what was supposed to happen. This yeah. Year. Yeah. Yeah. They were supposed to be good. And you can ask all of my uh, NFL 10 teams <laughs> because they all have them. 
I'm actually I'm looking at their they have they've been a top twelve defense. They they're they're bet they they were fifth against Carolina, which hey they're playing Carolina again. Right. They were ninth against Green Bay, which is kind of funny. Um, and they were twelfth against Detroit, and those are the only top twelve finishes that they have. Yeah, and I mean they they've been they've been destroyed for for most of the past eight or ten weeks from what I saw. So, uh, but anyway, they're at home. Uh, very important game. The Panthers' offense is a joke, right? It's just terrible. So, right. uh, I'm I'm fine rolling the dice with the Saints against the Panthers at home. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So I guess uh, just in summary, the <clears throat> for me it's the it's uh, sorry the Vikings, uh, Rams, and the Saints. Saints, yes. And that's that's what I have for this week. Cool. Sounds good. All right, uh, quarterbacks. So this week is really really strange with quarterbacks because there's a lot of. Uh, guys like a Cam Newton and a Colin Kaepernick who aren't streamers, but they're but they have plus matchups, but people can't trust them. Um, but then you know there's there's just a, there's a lot of questionable picks this week, uh, which is why I really wanted Manziel to play. Yeah. Um, but I'll start by just saying that if Ryan Tannehill and Eli Manning, who are both around fifty percent, fifty five percent ownership. If they're out there, I would I would play them over the guys that I'm going to mention. Tannehill gets Baltimore, who's obviously struggled without Jimmy Smith. Eli gets Tennessee, who just gave up six touchdown passes to Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is just it's crazy to think about that. God, the the Tennessee secondary is just horrendous. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I would I would play those two over. The guys that I will mention, but their their ownership is too high for us to say. Oh, these are these are legitimate streaming options, um, and we want to be fair on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so the number one guy this week, Denny. All right. Is Sean Hill? My dream has come true. We get to talk about Sean Hill. <laughs> That's true. In a way that doesn't just mock me. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So you talked about uh, the Washington offensive line. Uh, their secondary. Uh, on the other side of the ball, ranks dead last in the league according to number fire metrics. We've seen them just get torched this year. Um, they they have a great ceiling for quarterbacks, or they, they could provide a great ceiling for quarterbacks, considering they've allowed top f- five top five performances this year to the quarterback position. Um, and I, I still think that there's a decent floor there too with Sean Hill, uh, because Chad Henney was the one guy who had the worst performance against Washington, and it was 11.5 points. So that's not that's not something that you really want out of your quarterback, especially in the playoffs. But it's it's kind of a, a comforting thing because Sean Hill isn't exactly Peyton Manning. Um, yeah. So uh, you know every quarterback has thrown a touchdown pass against the Redskins this year. Only Charlie Whitehurst and the aforementioned Chad Henney didn't reach 200 yards passing, which I think is the biggest fear with Sean Hill. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we you mentioned this earlier when I was chatting with you, Denny. It's it's. It's it's a little bit scary because he hasn't thrown for a lot of yards, but he's you know he rushed for a touchdown last week. He threw for two touchdowns, so it, he's going to be touchdown dependent. But considering the way that that Washington's been leaky uh, and, and they've they've given up uh, some big plays as well, if you recall uh, when Josh McCown went to Washington, uh, he was terrible in the first half, but two big plays and all of a sudden he's a top five quarterback. Yeah, um, I, th- I think that's really important as well because the Rams seem to be creating at least a one or two big plays per week over the last couple of weeks. And and I think that unlike uh, Austin Davis, for the most part, uh, Sean Hill 
has proven willing to to throw the ball deep to Kenny Britt on occasion. Right. And right. I think that Britt fits the mold of the kind of receiver that has just tormented the Washington uh, uh, secondary for, for this whole season, really. Yeah. Yeah. Really, the only good performance that Washington had this year that, that's respectable was their game against uh, Dallas. Yeah. Uh, but that was the game that Romo went to the locker room with his back issues uh, and they kept cutting to him in the locker room like it was like some WWE event. <laughs> like like he was like he was just ready to like like pyro was going to go off and he was going to enter the field. <laughs> he's like he's like he's 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 Undertaker's other brother. Uh, it's just like it was just it was just so it was so dramatic and ridiculous that like like I was just so prepared for something like that to happen. But that was the only um game that Washington really stepped up and it was an it was a division game it was an island game you know it was just it was you know I, I don't really take a lot you know I don't take that to heart really yeah um and Whedon Whedon for what it's worth they were both so I think Romo finishes like QB 22 and Whedon was uh QB 23 that week so I think combined they they still so I'm looking at it here I'm pulling it up right now um, combined, you have Romo who put up twelve and Whedon who put up six. So boom, that's a that's a fringe QB one. Nice. I mean, so yeah, they, well, they weren't even they weren't even that good that week. Yeah, I and like you said, uh, Hill is really not. You know, we we couldn't say he's guaranteed over two hundred yards in the in this no. one. Um, but uh, if there's any you know uh, any defense that will give up. Um, more than one touchdown, um, then it's it's this Washington defense. Yeah, totally agree. Um, the second guy I want to mention is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, the reason I think that a lot of people probably listening will would think that we would automatically go to Fitzpatrick this week, um, but I think what's really important is that the Jacksonville secondary is not a phenomenal matchup. It's good. It's it's a middle of the road matchup. It's not nearly as good as what people would probably think. Um, since week five, only Tony Romo has been a QB one against Jacksonville. Uh, it's a, a, it's a lower over under than what we see out of, uh, the Washington game. Although I do think that Houston and, uh, St. Louis have, have close to the same team total this week. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I think what's, what's really important here is, Arian Foster is going to be able to run all over the Jacksonville defense. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that they're not going to need to rely on Ryan Fitzpatrick whatsoever this week. Um, so, you know, sure, he, he has apparently has a six-touchdown ceiling. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even close to – like, I would be surprised if Ryan Fitzpatrick threw three touchdowns. Very surprised. I would be shocked. I would be, yeah. I would be, I would be legit surprised if he threw two. Yeah, I think that he he only had what nine during the starts that he had before he was benched. Um, so I mean, last week was just completely out of nowhere, tough to predict. The main reason I played him, for instance, on Fanduel is because he was a minimum cost. Um, but you know, it, I I just I don't think that the matchup is as, as good as what people would think because it's Jacksonville. But they've actually held they held guys like Andrew Luck. He, Andrew Luck was a QB fourteen against them. It was one of his worst performances of the year. They've been playing pretty well. Um, so because of all that, I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is as good of an option as Sean Hill is. Um, and then lastly, uh, a guy that I wanted to bring up is Kyle Orton. Um, so, you know, we mentioned this last week with Alex Smith and it didn't really matter because Alex Smith is terrible. Um, I, yeah, I'm, by the way, I'm over Alex Smith. How dare you? How dare yeah, you? I, I hate Alex Smith. 
Alex Smith is well, no longer Jesus. Listen, he only got 43 snaps. I mean, the whole point of playing him last week was that he was guaranteed to to have 60 plus offensive yeah. snaps against the Broncos and and that, you know, that's, that's the only reason. I guess I should hate I should hate Andy Reid more, which I do, and I hate that rush defense too. No, yeah, you got to it's the defense. You 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 should oh, Denny, yep. don't do this to me. He's just uh oh, it's so frustrating. But but it's funny. You were you were completely right in that you should only watch the box score when you're streaming Alex Smith. Yeah, no, it's it's ugly. It's really bad. It's so it's the worst. It's so bad. Did, didn't um, he throw two touchdowns? Yeah, he threw two last week. He had 153 yards. Ugh. Like that's just Ugh. horrible. Um so so Kyle Orton plays Denver in a revenge game this week. Uh, but uh, he won't have Brandon Lloyd. <laughs> Revenge game. He won't. He won't have. He won't have Brandon Lloyd. Or there, or Jabbar Gaffney. Or Jabbar Gaffney. But uh, he will face Denver, who still gives up the most attempts per game in the league. Um, the one thing that's good is that Buffalo can actually stop the run. So hopefully that volume is there for uh, Orton. You know, in other words, hopefully the. The Broncos aren't sustaining those crazy drives like they were against the, the Chiefs, which is really important. Um, I, I, you know, Orton's just himself is is fairly risky, uh, given that he scored seven or eight points uh, in two of his last three games, including last week against Cleveland. Um, so, you know, I think the, the the you know if if Sean Hill were playing Denver um, right now in the way that that, that offense is playing and, and so on, like that would be. I would feel better about Sean Hill against Denver than Kyle Orton just because Kyle Orton himself hasn't really uh, produced. So, you know, I I have him I have him as the third guy. I just want to mention this about the Buffalo Denver game. Uh, it's it's ugly from the Buffalo side. Like, hopefully, you don't have to play anybody. But I don't really hate uh, Fred Jackson's prospects in that one because not at all. He's the clear he's the clear cut passing down back, and I could just it just it feels like a game. That could see him get like fifteen targets, you know. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. And and you know, say he catches like eight or ten of them, and yeah. and go, you know, I mean, who knows? He could go for for eight catches for eighty yards and a touchdown or something. I mean, I, rushing wise, I don't think that that's where his production will. But that, that's the one guy I'm sort of bullish on for the Bills. Yeah, I I really like that pick. I liked him a lot last week actually against Cleveland. He was three yards away from the from the one hundred yard bonus on DraftKings. That was really annoying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I love F Jacks this week too. Uh, so those are the three: Sean Hill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kyle Orton. Uh, let's get into tight ends real quick before we get into the questions. Uh, do you want to talk about a guy? Yeah, I'll talk about a guy. I'll talk yeah. about one of our favorite dad runners. Yes. Uh, Heath Miller. Yes, uh, you know, probably my favorite, to be honest. Oh, of course, of course, uh, and you know he'll be dad running in Arizona within a couple of years. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, yeah, so he plays the Bengals, which uh, at one point in this season uh, the Bengals were a phenomenal matchup for tight ends, uh, and not so much uh, as of late. Actually, they are not even top ten anymore in uh, as far as uh, points per game given up to tight ends. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, Miller is seeing uh, pretty consistent uh, targets. Uh, he had a, a really a really nice PPR line from, from last week um, mm-hmm. against against New Orleans. And, and New Orleans, I should mention, is the second toughest uh, team against uh, tight ends. So that's – and we're speaking about raw fantasy points here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that maybe should come into play here. 
um, uh, just looking at recent tight end performances against the Bengals is not exactly inspiring, but you sort of have to take into account uh, who they've who they've played. Um, uh, Cleveland without Jordan Cameron, uh, Jacksonville, you know, with that was that was our uh, with Clay Harbor, our Clay Harbor debacle game. Um, Houston, which really. That, like who knows what their tight end usage is going to be. I hate I hate them for not using Garrett Graham. Yeah, me too. And then Tampa last week, who uh, d- they did not have um, the the rookie. Uh, what do we call it? Safarian Jenkins. Safarian Jenkins. Uh, so they, <laughs> so so they 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 really haven't played any teams recently who uh, use their tight end. Of course, Jimmy Graham in week eleven, and he had three catches for. 20. Right, that's because that's because Jimmy Graham hates to but, do well whenever I use him in daily fantasy. Uh, I can say with a straight face that uh, every time I've used Jimmy Graham in daily fantasy, it has been a total disaster. Yeah, that's why we should probably just use him every week so that he just doesn't perform well. Right. It, right. Yeah. So our our point will be proven just by jinxing ourselves. Yes. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, no, Heath Miller is available on. Uh, I think way more than half of waiver wires. Yeah, like sixty-one percent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So if if you're if you're struggling there, uh, uh, pick him up. Yeah, he had fourteen targets last week. Heath Miller did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. That that is that's a ton for anybody, but especially a tight end. Yeah. So he now has uh, four or sorry, five. Yeah, four. Four top six tight end performances this year, this year including a, a sixth-ranked one two weeks ago and a fifth-ranked one last week in PPR leagues. So he's he has a ceiling for sure. He's scored 24-plus points twice this year. Um, so he's he's a solid option. I dig it. Um, I'll just mention Kyle Rudolph because uh, I feel like you have to every week now. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's getting healthier. He scored a touchdown last week. The Jets still haven't uh, defended the tight end well. We saw Deion Sims have a decent game against them last week. Uh, so they ranked 29th against the position. Uh, you know, really with tight ends, uh, you know, you're you're obviously number one chasing volume. That's your number one thing. But tight end is such a wasteland right now that you kind of have to look for touchdowns. And considering uh, Rudolph is, is most certainly a, a red zone threat, the Jets have surrendered a lot of touchdowns to tight ends this year. I think it's a high risk, high reward play, um, and and really, you know, like I said, tight ends just outside of Gronk, it's just whatever. Right. It, it, there really isn't anything that's that's consistent out there. Um, so I, I do like Rudolph though because of the matchup. Yeah. No. I, and uh, uh, Deion Sims, uh, I know you said he had a top ten a week last week. It, pretty much any time, any time the Dolphins wanted Sims. They, yeah. they they got him. I mean, they uh, and and he was wide open uh, maybe three times in the fourth quarter when Tampa yep. connected with him. So uh, I don't think it was a matter of of them not not going to him because the coverage was good or whatever. I think it was I think it was just it was just that Deion Sims is not a big part of the Miami offense. Yeah, and and Tannehill Tannehill threw to the sidelines way too much in that game because you can really attack the middle of the yeah. field against the Jets, and they just didn't do that, which is part of the reason why Tannehill was just so bad uh, from a fantasy perspective last week. Yeah, if if he would have listened to the show, we could have told him that. Yeah, duh. Uh, so tight ends: Heath Miller and Kyle Rudolph. Quarterbacks: Kyle Orton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Sean Hill. 
Uh, and then obviously Ryan Tannehill and Eli Manning are, are, are superior options to those bottom, bottom uh, of the barrel guys. And then uh, at defense, we have the Vikings who are playing the Jets, the Rams who are playing the Colt McCoys, and the Saints who are playing the Carolina Panthers. That's right. And the Cam Newtons. All right. So we have so many Twitter questions, Denny. <laughs> I know. We have so many. But but we didn't do them last week. So we have. By the way, how was your corn last week? <laughs> I had so much corn. You don't even know. I bet. I bet you were just. I bet the next day your bowel movements were fantastic. I had I had more corn than an ethanol plant. <laughs> I don't know if that even makes sense, but uh, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, and thanks for mentioning my bowel movements. Yes, they were they were fine. <laughs> they were fine the next day. That's good. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of that. I had no turkey because let's be honest. Did you really not have turkey? Yeah, man. No, no one likes turkey. You really didn't eat turkey on Thanksgiving. What do you want me to? I I don't. <laughs> Like I'm it. so mad right now. I just I, leave me alone with my corn. Like, like my what are you? Corn is a very as as was pointed out on Twitter. Corn is a very American food for Thanksgiving. Okay, so but you know what else is everything else other than corn that you that you dislike like turkey. Turkey is the number one thing on Thanksgiving. When you think when you think Thanksgiving, what comes to your mind first other than corn? <laughs> Uh, you don't want to know, but uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, uh, I, no, obviously, obviously turkey is a, a grand tradition. It's just terrible. No, it's not. It's delicious. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. Michael Salfino at Michael Salfino. He says, why is Peyton Manning so great? That was our very first question. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dedicate a show to that in the off season, maybe. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he was real great last week, Salfino. Yeah, where's your god now? Oh my god, I cannot pronounce this next handle. All right, here we go. This is from at the Zade City Quee. Oh. <laughs> That's so wrong. Can you even say that on the air? <laughs> uh, he has Heron, Crowell, Fred Jackson, and Blunt. He needs two half point PPR. Oh man, well, I think Heron sure heron and f jacks you want to say yeah okay let's go with the ppr special yeah um this is from at a underscore dot underscore zero he says question is colon <laughs> okay no the question is not colon that's a, col- a colon after the question is who is the stream of the week at quarterback and is that streamer a better option than Tannehill? no we already talked about that would you i'm assuming you would start Tannehill over like a sean hill i would Okay. Um, this is from at J Deval one. He says, or devil. Oh my God. This is already horrible. He says, Jason Witten or Jordan Reed hashtag dad runners. Jordan Reed's not really a dad runner. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jordan Reed is not there yet. He's still a second. I mean, he's young. Uh, this week, uh, Jordan Reed has St. Louis. It's not a phenomenal matchup. Whereas Jason Witten, um, gets the, the uh, the Bears. I would still go Jordan Reed, though, I think. I mean, my only hesitation with Witten is Romo. I mean, is Romo, like, is he healthy? I mean, is he, what, right. like, last week, last week scared me off of him so much. I I have him in a league, and I, I can't play him this week. Right. Uh, uh, I guess Reed. 
Next one's from at Jeff Budoff. He said, did Adam and Eve have navels? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I read that. Wait, what is it? I don't... Is that some, like, inside joke I don't get? I, I don't know. I we'll don't know we'll look into it. We'll It'll be on next week's show. Yes. Um. All right, I lost where I was because there's so many freaking questions. Let's see... Um, the next question is from at fade to Zach. He said, I have Cutler, but there's a lot of streaming options available. Who should I start? Uh, I, I like yeah. Cutler. I, I still like Cutler this week. Yeah, I I think. I, assuming who the the options are. Here, let's just say this. Would you play Cutler over Tannehill? Yes. Would you play Cutler over Eli? No. Okay, I would play Cutler over Eli. No, I would go Eli there. How about, this is from at James underscore Gordy. He said, Eli Sanchez or a streamer? Uh, Fitz, Matt Ryan or a streamer? So I would go Eli. I'll just say Eli uh, in the first one. And then would you play, I would I would play Matt Ryan over Ryan Fitzpatrick pretty easily. Yeah, me too. I mean, the, the over-under for that game is kind of ridiculous. So. Right. Um, this is from at Seawalk underscore 84. Big Ben or Gamble on Johnny Football starting the second half down 35-0. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. I saw it, yeah, no. I, part of me wants to plug Manziel into like one tournament lineup it just, yeah. just, just, to, just to get his 25 fantasy points from the start of the second quarter on. Right, right. You know it's happening. Well, I mean, also, you know, we're, we're already going to – I mean – by that time, Brian Hoyer will, will have been hit by that truck. Oh, man, you're so morbid. <laughs> this is from at... Uh, oh, my God. This is some French name. Adam Faku. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a kid's show. This is in my, my son's list. Fachu? F-A-U-C-H-E-U-X. It's like Lemieux. Fachu. Yeah, exactly. And you, I like Faku, though, more. I would, I would just say for show. Cause, cause, yeah, that's actually good because yeah. I'm American. Uh, do I play Sanchez against Seattle or do I go and pick up a streamer this week? This is a question that is going to be brought up time and time again. I guarantee it. Denny, I think you're higher than I am on Sanchez this week. Am I correct? That's right. I would go with Sanchez for show. Okay. I, I would play a streamer. I don't... I, I can't trust anyone against the Seattle other than like an elite guy against the Seattle defense right now. The here here are the rankings of their quarterbacks, their opposing quarterbacks since week five ended. Tony Romo eighteen, Austin Davis twenty one, Cam Newton thirty, Derek Carr nineteen, Eli Manning eighteen, Alex Smith twenty eight, Drew Stanton twenty five, Colin Kaepernick thirty two. So here's the deal. I know that none of those guys are that solid at quarterback other than probably Romo. But I think that at the same time, um, you know, Sanchez is a fine fantasy option and, and whatnot. But I, I just think because of of how well they're playing and, and even if even if you assume five or so more I mean they've they've held their last three quarterback opponents to under six points in fantasy. Mm. That's crazy. I, I just I, I think Sanchez I, I uh, I'm banking on him being uh, being in on Vegas's uh, projection of 26 and a half points for yeah. the Eagles this week. Yeah, I think that's the key. Yeah, so that oh, he's going to do it, but 
that's 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 sort of the the hope for me is that uh, is that the this game goes as Vegas thinks it. Yeah. If if it was in Seattle, I wouldn't even come close no. to playing Sanchez. No, me neither. Me neither. And and that's a big difference for me. Yeah. Uh, this is from our buddy at Lord Reeves. He said, "Y'all gonna keep ignoring Colt McCoy or nah?" I mean, I feel bad because I mean, first of all, we explained that. We did the show on Tuesday last week. He was named starter in Washington on Wednesday, so that's that's what happened last week. But this week, he's not playable, right? No, he's not. It's a really tough matchup because uh, the Rams are playing well defensively. But we're going to get this question a lot uh, as to who uh, some future streamers are like in the playoffs from, from here on out. Colt McCoy I would actually add this week because he gets the Giants and the Eagles in week 15 and 16. He has one yeah. of the best the best 15 and 16 schedules in, in the league. So, I mean, Colt McCoy could win you a fantasy championship. I'm yeah. not even that this is 2014 and Colt McCoy is going to win a fantasy championship. Uh, that's 100% true. Yes. Yeah. Uh this is at Fade to Zach. He has a lot of questions. He said Torrey Smith, Andre Johnson or Jarvis Landry standard scoring. I mean, Landry is probably more reliable at this point yeah he's a ppr machine i wish it was ppr i'd go i'd probably still go him just because um who knows how well the the uh the dolphins will hand that secondary will handle tory um i'd go landry there this is from at donate freeze my k giggle giggle chuckle because we laugh every time we do hill hill orton or kaepernick so this is big this is basically: Are you going to play Sean Hill or are you going to play Colin Kaepernick, Denny? Yeah, uh, I mean, I just I don't want anything to do with the Niners' offense, even in this matchup. I don't either. Oakland's. I was tweeting about this as well. Um, Oakland against quarterbacks hasn't been a, a cakewalk either. I mean, it hasn't been. It's it's better than than Jacksonville. Uh, but they've, you know, there there are some guys like Tom Brady earlier this year. Carson Palmer was average. Russell Wilson was terrible against them. Phillip Rivers was bad in the second game against them. It's, it, you know, you don't, they're at home too, the, right. the, the, the Raiders. I'm not really in on cap. I would rather play Sean Hill this week. God, me too. This is so bizarre. It's just so, you're in the playoffs and we're playing Sean Hill over, over Colin Kaepernick. Um, pick two, this is from at James Gordy, pick two in standard Jennings, Andre Williams. So I guess if, if Jennings ends up going, he's asking, uh, Jeremy Hill or Trey Mason. Pick two, uh, that's right. I I would go Jennings and Mason if Jennings plays, but if he doesn't, I would go Jeremy Hill and Trey Mason. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. Uh, this is at fade to Zach again. He said, boom, Heron, Jeremy Hill, Ryan Matthews, Fred Jackson, or Latavius Murray. Just one point point five PPR. I really like Heron this week. I'd go F Jax there. Cause I have, I have lots of love for him. Okay. This is at Luke underscore Lilo. He said, pick two to start Latavius, Reggie Bush, Doug Martin, Carlos Hyde, standard scoring. That's, I, like I feel really bad that this is happening to this person. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> so it's standard scoring. I mean, I, I woo. I honestly don't. I, I Reggie Bush, I guess, and and 
I, I don't even know. Like, Latavius Murray and Doug Martin have terrible matchups. Like, I guess Murray. Sure. Yeah, just for that upside. Yeah. This is at Fade to Zach. Cutler, Roethlisberger, or Sanchez? Uh, Cutler. I'd go Cutler as well. This is at Donate Freeze My K. Play the comfy floor of Joik or the ceiling of Alshon. Um, it sounds like Alshon's hurt right now, right? Yeah, I would just watch for that. I, I would in a in a vacuum where everyone's healthy and everything. I would actually go Alshon there. Yeah, I think I probably would too. Uh, Golden Tate or Jarvis Landry this week? Oh man, uh, I'd go Golden Tate. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you can go against Golden there. I love Jarvis Landry and what he's doing, and I love how underrated he is in fantasy. But uh, Golden Tate's just Golden Tate's been Jarvis Landry. What Jarvis Landry's doing just a little bit better this entire season. Yeah, and that Tampa secondary. Yeah, although they've been better recently. I know. I'm just, I'm horrified by how good they've been lately. This is from at Davis Matic, and he says, and this is probably specifically to Denny because. My answer is very obvious, but he says, tell me about your feelings on America. I would say this, Davis, about that. that as, nah. as one Jim Morrison <clears throat> once said, uh, the West is the best. Get here, and we'll do the rest. And uh, I think I'll just leave it at that because uh, I don't want to kick, kick, kick kicked off the show by uh, JJ. Yeah, I'm about to kick you off the show. Yeah. Next one is from at the Nathan Wells. The, he's, he's the one. <laughs> Best drink for coping with Hoyer, whiskey or tequila? Sincerely, a bitter streamer. A bitter streamer sounds like a drink uh, that you order, right? Yeah, well, I mean, your, your drink is just Miller Lite, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't, I mean, we, didn't we talk about this last week? Mostly, yeah, mostly that's, that's about it. But, I mean, yeah, so, like, you sit down at a bar and you're just like, you know... You know, bitter streamer on the rocks, right, 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 and then yeah, and then and then they're like, oh, you played uh, yeah, like, Br- oh, Brian Hoyer this week, yeah, huh? asked by Brian Hoyer, huh? Yeah, because every I, I'm sure like 95 percent of bartenders stream quarterbacks, <laughs> something like that. I, yeah. I I once had a I once had a conversation this summer uh, with a bartender at a hole in the wall in Annapolis. Um, about a uh, a league he's been in eighty nine, uh, and um, turns out it's a it's an eight person league, and he's never heard of most of the players in the NFL. Right. Um, but it was it was quite the the conversation when I started talking about streaming. He literally didn't have any idea what I was talking about. <laughs> you said you said, oh, have you ever heard of quarterback streaming? <clears throat> and he and he quite literally walked away from the bar. Yeah, no, he and I was I was uh, ushered out by two large men, and that was the end of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, this is from at Mariel Q. Isn't this your friend? Yeah, this is this is Mariel, my 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 good friend who lives in Maryland as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, I would like to know if Denny blow dries his hair after every shower cry, or if he just wears a hat. <laughs> well done. That's a great question. Yeah, well, it. I mean, it, it depends. If I'm going somewhere, of course, I have to would put maximum effort into the hair. Um, but if I'm not going anywhere, I'm probably just gonna gonna hat it. You know, just gonna take take the old uh, California Angels hat and uh, and yeah. put that on. 
You seem like a like a guy like Smalls from the Sandlot. Like you'd have a really long brim. How dare you? I, I that am, I'm offended by that. I am offended by that because that's the worst hat of all time. Long long brimmed yeah. long Shing long brimmed Denny. No, yeah, no. The long brim fishing hat that is that's garbage. That is <laughs> garbage. I, I just picture. I just think that it really would fit you. Well. I have real hats. I have I have an Expos hat. I have a I have a Marlins hat from like the late nineties. Right, and they all have really long brims. They don't have. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna tweet out pictures of all my hats. Do it. Uh, this is from at Andrew Schmidt twenty four. He said somehow ended up with Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, Roddy White, Josh Gordon, and Julio Jones. What is even happening right now? He's got to go Julio and Gordon, but who's his third? So basically, he didn't just ask us who the start sit was. He had to brag and let us know that he had this wide receiver core. I, I would too, probably. So Yeah. Uh, so it's Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, or Roddy White. I think you have to throw out Roddy White because of his injury and you're starting Julio already. Right. Uh, so it's Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins. So I, I would go Evans pretty easily because uh, – uh, 67% of the offensive snaps against Detroit have been passes this year. And there's no way that that'll change this week. The Bucks will, pl- will pass a lot. And uh, even in last week's game, which was not great for Mike Evans, uh, Josh McCown showed again and again that he was willing to just basically throw up Hail Marys for Evans, no matter the coverage. So uh, as long as that keeps happening, I really like Evans to come down with one eventually. And um, I wouldn't be shocked if he had a really nice day against Detroit. So I will probably go with DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, just because <laughs> no, actually, no, you're right. I'm going to go with Mike I'm Evans. Kidding. I'm kidding. I know, but you're right. Cause I, I just pulled up the data. I was trying to get it to load before it was my turn. Um, they've actually, they've actually not been nearly as, as tough against the pass as they were earlier in the season um, against wide receivers, especially. Um, I'm looking at the weekly data, and uh, basically since that New Orleans game, they, they've they've kind of been a little bit different. I, I'd go with Mike Evans. It's, I'm cool with that. I think they're both pretty pretty decent options. Um, this is at James Gordy. DFS FanDuel pricing is tight this week. Can, can you discuss your short list of players or strategy and cash? I, I, I haven't even looked at, at FanDuel pricing yet of you. Um, I, I have a little bit for my uh, Roto Grinders piece, but yeah. – uh, uh, Russell Wilson is pretty reasonably priced. Um, I think that he could actually put up really nice numbers. Uh, I think he's 11th in quarterback pricing, um, and he his price was reduced after last week. So, um, so I, yeah, I mean, I don't. He's averaging 57 yards a uh, a game rushing, so that yeah. obviously gives him some boost. Um, I the, I can't really answer the question in full, but. He, Wilson is a guy who definitely has my interest on FanDuel. Cool. I wish I would have prepared and looked at, I only looked at draft, I usually only look at DraftKings until Thursday. I start looking at FanDuel stuff. Uh, this is Rich Rebar again. He said, on a scale of Darnell Dockett to J.J. Watt, where does Mike Pettin slot on, on obnoxious guys in football? Well, you, you said he's the worst person in the NFL. He's the worst person in the NFL. It's not even close right now. I even de- I even defended Pettin. I wrote an article when he was signed by the Browns saying it was the most underrated hire in of, of the coaches of the coaching hires in the league. Yeah. And and Mike Pettin, I don't like you anymore. Yeah, and and you know that's saying something. The thing about you know Pettin is the worst person in the NFL because that league is full of horrible people. So that's... yeah, okay, all right. Now you're making me 
feel like a, <laughs> feel like a terrible person. I mean, Beverly is is teeming with sociopaths and, <laughs> and and monsters of every kind. All right, all right. Maybe maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Uh, this is from uh, at Dennis. Oh, at CD Cornter. <laughs> it's my. It's the newest parody. He uh, said, "Is is." <laughs> What are you gonna get verified? I can't. I can't. Ha- I don't know which one is you. I don't know how to do that. I've tried. I got frustrated. <laughs> is corn the greatest side? Nay, entree in the world. Hashtag. This is my favorite part. Hashtag. Degaff. What JJ thinks. <laughs> I love it. It, it. Can you can you say this this uh, this person's handle again so everyone hears it? It's uh, at <laughs> at CD Cornter. <laughs> Man, such it's a, and the Abbey is so good. It is. It's it's your it's your drawing, your portrait, and, yeah. but it's but it's yellow. <laughs> it's yellow and orange. It's, uh, so, it's so good. Man, uh, no, yeah. I mean, me and you know, I'm with I'm with Cornter. I'm with Cornter. There, it is. Did, did you did you only eat corn on Thanksgiving? Oh man, I eat other stuff. I eat like some, what? I ate some uh, some potatoes. I ate some uh, some stuffing. Okay, you ate stuffing. That's good. That's like number two. On I the... like I like stuffing just fine. Uh, there was some uh, maybe some broccoli. You just just steamed broccoli? No, not like steam. Well, they had like stuff on it, like butter, or whatever. It was good. <laughs> so, so you had so your Thanksgiving dinner was <laughs> corn mashed potatoes, stuffing, and broccoli with butter. Yes, it was basically the uh, a dinner that would uh, uh, be you know protested against by every child in America. Right, it's, it was one that you found in the frozen food section of your grocery aisle. All right, now you're, just, now you're just insulting my mother-in-law. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that, <laughs> Denny's mother-in-law. It's okay. Uh, this is at CStyles15. Can you preview week 15 and 16 quarterback streamers? How confident are you with Matt Ryan those two weeks? Um, so I'm pretty sure the uh, the Falcons have a decent schedule. Um they play in week 15, they play the Steelers. Week 16, they play the Saints. So I'm not totally against Matt Ryan. I think that he would be the equivalent of a potential streamer. We already mentioned Colt McCoy. Uh, you know, Mark Sanchez has, is really set up well. Um, you know, Atlanta's, Atlanta's up there. Uh, Eli has a pretty good schedule as well. Right. But th- those, are, those are some guys that – do you have any more? No, no, I, I really like Sanchez down the stretch. Uh, so this is a really, really important question. This is from at TJ Hernandez. We, and uh, sorry, we're going to go over the one hour mark. I think we already did, but I'm just, I'm just saying that we were prepared for this entering and you're sick. So I'm sorry. Uh, this is TJ Hernandez home alone one or home alone two. Uh, that is important, isn't it? Yes. You need to answer this truthfully. All right. Don't, Don't say the wrong one. Okay. All right. All right. I have great memories of both. I saw yes. both of them in the movie theater, which is before you were born. And <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, mm, I have to go with the original. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I knew it because you're younger. I, no, you're younger. I know the original one. I know them well. I listen. So I listen to non. I listen to music without lyrics when I work. And my Christmas list <laughs> has the Home Alone soundtrack on it. it. Has John Williams. I know the Home Alone movies, Denny. My gosh, Jesus! I may or may not have listened to the soundtrack today. Oh my god, that's crazy! Oh, I, oh, you know what though? The that like that really intense uh, 
uh, part, like planning part in the second one, the yeah. mu- the music in that is legit. That's like yes, that, I know. That's real music. That that gets me pumped up. I listen to that when I work out. Was it... <laughs> <laughs> we were we were driving back uh, from because we, we were in Virginia after being in Pittsburgh. My fiance and I we were driving back. And I that popped up on Spotify, and she's yeah. like, she's like about to change it, and I'm like, don't you change that? Yeah. And so, so we listened to it, and at the end of the song, you remember, you remember when uh, Marv says, "Hiya, pal." Yeah, yeah. And the one, and I can all, I always say it at the end of the song. Like I actually, I, I say it because I get so into the song. Right. I say, I say, "Hiya, pal." <laughs> And that might be the that might be the title of, of this week's podcast. Yeah, no, it, that, that's the song. The song that I was referring to isn't that the one that's like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then they, like, I don't know. Like, so you like Home Alone one more than two? Do, like the the it wasn't nearly. I guess the 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 neighbor was really scary in Home Alone one. Yeah. Did, it, yes, and the the there was a the the lesson was more. Uh, prominent in the first one than it was in in the second one. I know that there's a lesson in the second one as well. But <laughs> what? Don't 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 board the wrong flight. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, um, oh, don't talk to the pigeon lady. Right, right. The pigeon lady being terrifying and all. But uh, uh, I, I just I feel like the second one what just kind of rode the coattails of the first one. The first one is, I mean the fir- the the first one is uh, like a seminal moment. Come on. I, I I gotta say, although uh, you might be right, because like like I feel like like Buzz was very quotable yeah. in the first one. Yes, Buzz was fantastic. Buzz was I was afraid. I was legitimately afraid of. of <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If uh, my brother was Buzz, oh, I would hate my life. Oh, I I would be terrified. Just I would stay home too if my brother was Buzz. Yeah, and and the, that family gathering was such a nightmare. Yeah. And the uh, what what does the uncle say? To Kevin. Oh uh, man! Uh, I, yeah. Yo, uh, you, you little jerk. Yeah. <laughs> jerk. <laughs> and then that's, the kid sipping on coke. That that's the yes, that's the best line ever. You little <laughs> jerk. <laughs> all right, all right, you win, you win. Hey. TJ, TJ, thanks for the oh, fi- the wasted five minutes of our life. Oh man! All right, let's keep going. We have like thirty left. Oh. This is from at Gritcoin. He says, is Kenny Darter elite? No. Not at all. No. This is uh, at one DeFool Gemini. Uh, so, no Manziel, but I have a buy into next week. Will you go? Okay, we already went over the best streaming options. Uh, this is from at Seawalk underscore 84. On a more serious note. Oh, because he had the uh, a joke earlier about Big Ben or Johnny Manziel. Big Ben or any quarterback off waiver, he has met Sanchez, Teddy, Orton, Dalton, or Jesus. So, I love it. He actually said Jesus. So, um, I can't believe that like stuck. I know this is this is quite quite the uh, conundrum for us if we have to tell our families about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so so big Big Ben plays Cincinnati. Uh, so it's a tough matchup. Uh, um yeah, that that stinks that's... so yeah it's that's tough i would probably still play ben over sanchez that's essentially that's essentially the guy that you're talking you're either talking you're talking ben sanchez uh i didn't mention teddy earlier by the way he's not a bad streaming option against the jets i just completely forgot to mention him um and the or kyle orton i'm just gonna go with big ben because i'm a homer oh man oh man uh for me, 
Ah, uh, man, I really, I go Sanchez. Oh my god, I hate you so much. I know, I know. Um, this is from our buddy at uh, JD Beckler, John Beckler. He says, "Who's the most dad runnery of all the dad runners?" It's for science. It's for science project. Yeah, I, I had the answer, and I think you'll agree. Logan effing Paulson. See, I I don't disagree. He's a very, very, but I have to go to the original Jake Ballard. Oh right, right, okay. If we're if we're being, you know, if we're yeah. this is a science project, Denny, we have to be very exact. Right, but he is is Ballard active? No, no. Ballard, I don't even. Ballard's actually. It's. Do you watch the show Scandal? No. I mean, it's it's a it's kind of a chick show, but like, it the the one of the main guys in it his name is jake ballard oh really yeah uh, he does not run like a dad he's he, very good looking and he's very athletic <laughs> he runs he runs like tom cruise like the yeah. like the knees pumping the hands it, yes exactly know. he's like the opposite of 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 a dad runner right um uh, but i mean logan paulson um when he caught that touchdown last week he uh, i timed it uh he he took eight seconds to get from the four yard line into the end zone yeah. Oh, he's a dad runner. Without, and he's really bad. I don't know how he's on a team. It seems like every time I flip the channel, it's like Logan Paulson's like falling to the ground and fumbling the football. <laughs> every just, time. It, it never fails. Um, all right. So this is from at J underscore John 23. He says, I'm surprised to hear CD Carter 13 isn't a micro brew snob. Thoughts? I'd appreciate if you guys laid off cores, though. Hashtag Godwater. Godwater. Yeah, you don't like microbrews, huh? Uh, no, I mean they're fine. I I I uh, IPAs. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, I went I went to some breweries in Virginia when I was there actually. Uh, as as my uh, as my friend Marielle, who asked that question earlier, has said about IPAs, uh, after the first like three or four sips, which I'm usually fine with, uh, it become it, it it then an IPA then tastes. Similar to Satan's hoof. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are. It's true. I mean, like that's kind of the way that like I I view them. Like I can't. I'm not the kind of person that can just sit and drink one all night. No, good lord, no. I oh god. I also yeah. I also am now one of those people that like I just if I don't drink light beer all night, if I'm going to drink a lot that night, I'm I'm going to have a hangover. Oh, welcome to the effing club. I know. That's I'm I'm old, Denny. Yeah, no, welcome to the club. I'll I'll, I'll have like I'll have like 3 beers over a, a 4 hour uh, you know, a 4 hour thing and then the next morning I'm in a wheelchair, you know. I <laughs> mean <laughs> just ridiculous. Oh my god. Uh, you're going to this this weekend you're going to see Brian Hoyer in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man! I mean, you you're hammering that that uh that. I know if, if if Brian Hoyer gets hit by a truck, I'm going to be arrested. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a citizen's arrest on you. <laughs> oh god! This is why we don't go over an hour. Um, next one's from at Andrew Schmidt twenty four. He says a cowboy rides into town on Friday, stays for three days, and leaves on Friday. How did he do it? I do you know the answer to this? I don't know. No, I don't know this riddle. And and then he didn't provide an answer. So. <laughs> wasn't cool. I'll Google it afterwards. Uh, this is a real one from TJ Anderson. He says, Fleener or Kelsey rest of season? I mean, uh, pretty much for me, anybody over Kelsey. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Fleener too, even with Dwayne Allen back. Uh, at Bitter Packers fan, Daniel Lindsay, who writes for Number Fire, strawberry or chocolate shakes? 
you know, I used to like strawberry, but come on, no one does. Chocolate. Yeah, I'll go chocolate as well because that's what we share every at the end of every show. Right. Um, and what's the best trolling account that you've ever come across? Mine would be at Davis Matic. <laughs> oh, that is, that's pretty good. You can't beat uh, Davis. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a good, he's a good troll. I would say that his, his parody account at Mavis static is yes. the, the most annoying. <laughs> that's absolutely correct. He is the, that is the, I'm so, I'm sorry. Whoever yeah. owns uh, that, I am so sorry, but it is the worst parody account I've yeah, ever come across. Like I get, I get it. Like I look at Davis is very uh, par- paritable, I guess. Like he, yes. you, you can, you can parody him a lot. Okay. If I had the time and the wherewithal, I would, I would start that account, do a really good job with it. But that is, uh, that's not good. Whatever, right. whatever's happening on that Mavis static thing needs to stop right i mean like you can keep the account but just change the tone yeah you gotta change yes yes gotta change and 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 don't don't troll don't just troll just a troll right like you gotta like like and there's more to davis than just short wide receivers yes there, there's a lot more to hate i'm just joking. exactly there's so much more to make fun of yeah you know what i'm saying davis uh the next question is from at fitz underscore eight four three he said pick one defense colts ravens or saints uh, you mean what for just this week? I'm assuming, yeah, because the Ravens have a good. Was yeah. next week? Uh, S- Saints. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Colts. No, I'll go. I'll go Saints. I'll go Saints. Uh, same guy. He said Matt Ryan or Eli Manning. That's a pretty good question. Uh, I I like Eli a lot. There. I think I'd go. I oh, that's tough. I I'll I'll just defer to you. Say Eli. All right, uh, the next question is from at Black Bear Hockey Fan. He says, Sanchez, Fitz, or Orton in a revenge game? I'm just going to keep saying the word Sanchez no matter what the question is. Yeah, I'll say I'll say Sanchez there. Uh, and then he also says, Reed, Fleener, Kelsey, rest of season. I mean, Reed makes a strong case there. I think so, too. He, I mean, he's seeing he, that offense generally with Colt McCoy, too. He'll see, see volume, yeah. you know? Um, all right. So the next question is from Mariel Q again. She said, when you get, go get milk, when you go for milkshakes after the show, does Denny just take one sip and then suck on a piece of dry toast for an hour? That's generally the way that it goes. Yeah. I I would say, I wouldn't say an hour. I would say usually it's 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes, but hardly ever an hour really. Right. And then he, he tries, he, he, tries to get us to to order corn at this place but they never have it right um this is from at smgdh he says what do you think of not what niles paul favorites thanks favorite thanksgiving side is i mean not corn i would guess it's not corn uh at rayhawk 12 what are your feelings on mike wallace (laughs) just tell me (laughs) tell me your your feelings (laughs) yes Tell me all your feelings about Mike Wallace. I think he's overpaid. Uh, no, um, I mean, what? Like this week? I'm yeah. just in general. What are your I, like? I I like Jarvis Landry more than I like what Mike. Yes, Wallace. Jarvis Landry is the number one receiver. Yeah. There. Okay, that's it. That's all we need. Uh, at Ducalion, he says, "Joik or Crow?" Assuming Crow plays. Hashtag hip. Uh, well, Crowell for me if he plays. Yeah, me too. Me too. 
the next question is from at Mish Ugana. Jonathan Stewart or any Arizona running back? I, I'd go Jay Stu against uh, New Orleans. Yeah, me too. This is a two-part question. At Andrew Schmidt 24. This is two tweets, but it's important. You're forced to choose between drafting a quarterback in the first round every year or waking up to Hootie and the Blowfish as your alarm every morning. Which do you choose? Okay, this is the part where I have to make a confession. Uh, <clears throat> when I was in uh, high school, I used to use this like ab exercise machine that my parents bought. And while I used <laughs> said machine, I would listen to none other than Hootie and the Blowfish. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. The first album. You used an ab machine while listening to it. Yep. Yeah, that, that all happened. I promise you that happened. I was 14 years old. I, I got on that ab machine. I worked all my obliques. And uh, I, I listened to some damn Hootie. Nice. Nice. I I would I would listen to Hootie over drafting quarterbacks yeah. early. Yeah, me too. I I as long as it's the early stuff, sure. Yeah. Uh this is at bunch underscore ninety one. Looking forward, here's my weekly Stafford versus Tannehill question. Uh I'd play Stafford over Tanny. Yes. Is Tannehill going to bounce back against Baltimore? So sure, yeah, he's a good option, but I'd still yeah. go with for defense, is St. Louis still viable? So yes. Yeah. But he has Detroit as another option. I would go Detroit over St. Louis. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, they're at home. Yeah, against Tampa Bay. Um, Okay. This is at J Devil. He says, Devil. He says, um, oh, never mind. That's, that's not a question. That was just me favoriting something that someone said was funny. Nice. Uh, this is at Steve Smith Beta. 0.5 PPR flex. Joyke, Roddy, or Anquan Bolden? I go Anquan. Yeah, me too. At BTR331, are Fitzpatrick or Bridgewater streamworthy over Cutler? No. no. At Brizzly Blair. Grizzly Blair. <laughs> Brizzly Glare. Uh, Got to start one quarterback. Sanchez or Orton? I'm thinking you're going to say Sanchez, and I will too. Yep. He could also drop Orton and start Hill or Fitzpatrick. Oh. So, Sanchez or Fitzpatrick? I'm going... Or, sorry. Sanchez or Hill? Hill. Yes. Uh, at Salesman Artie, how did you do... How did you two come up with the idea for living the stream? That's kind of an interesting question that we've never gotten. Question. I mean... I- so, I, I... I think I remember what happened. I think what happened was I emailed you... And I said, Denny, I really want you to be my co-host of this podcast that I'm going to start doing on LateRoundQB.com. And you were like, oh my god, I would love to do that. And so we started living the stream and we wanted a hook with this, with what we were doing. And I think we both just did the streaming thing. So we decided, like, yeah, let's do streaming. And then I remember you came up with the, the podcast name, Living the Stream. Yeah, yeah, we, we thought about it for a while. And, and uh, uh, I guess I guess I was... I was going on the column that I write for the fake football, which is uh, dreaming of streaming. So I just I was thinking right. of dream and stream and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, mostly it was it, it came from the idea that um, streaming could be extended beyond the traditional you know uh, format, and uh, and and we could we could bring it to other positions. And yep, 
Nice. And then he has he has another great question. Uh, what's the worst advice you can remember giving with intense, passionate conviction? <laughs> Go ahead. Do you have one? I, I have one. I I mean I remember the worst I felt giving advice was I it was the week of the Doug Martin big game. Yeah. Um, and I one guy he had very very strong options, but there was one guy that I said to not play Doug Martin, and I felt horrible. I felt so bad. I sent him a book, uh, an ebook, late round quarterback. Oh no! Nice. Felt ter- felt so bad. It was horrible. And that was that was when I like was first starting to do all this stuff. And like whenever you were, you know, you just take it so. I mean, I still take it kind of personally, but not as personally because you you just get used to being wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, I just I just felt so bad. Yeah, and also the our our uh, pool of questions was about three uh, percent of what it is yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Uh, Actually, my the worst I've ever felt about a recommendation that I gave I gave with passion was Kirk freaking Cousins against the Titans this year uh, when he was benched at halftime for Colt McCoy. Uh, yeah. I was so in on on that, and it hurt especially because I played him in two leagues. So, uh, so I would say that that is the most humiliating recommendation. Nice. I remember that well. Uh, this is at Honolulu Pass Blue. Have Crowell, but adding another running back for playoffs. West as insurance or Reggie Bush for upside if healthy. I, I would just add West because I think the matchup's decent, um, and you know for sure. You know if Crowell doesn't go, you have a, a running back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at Tweeten underscore TG, we have three left: Evans or Kelvin. Evans. Yeah, Kelvin got – I mean, they stopped Kelvin last time. Keenan Lewis was pretty beastly. Uh, at Brian Ray, he said, realizing it's hard to generalize, but how many of each position are on your bench? I guess, you know, right now there people are wondering probably how we're handling our benches in, in leagues. Um, I can say personally that I, I'm carrying multiple defenses on every team that I am uh, that I have, and I'm just dropping – dropping guys that really just don't matter that and i think the key here because one guy asked me earlier if he should drop ryan matthews for niall davis as a handcuff which i understand the logic there but the key is to to make sure that your opponent cannot use that player right or your your, or your potential opponent yeah if someone asked me if that was bush league to do that and that not at all you should you should do that whenever you can yeah um the last question is sanchez or cutler I, 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 the hashtag is get Niles Paul on living the stream. Cut, I mean, Cutler for me. Um, yeah, Cutler for me too. We just actually got an, another question that said, have you two ever met in person? And if so, was it weird? We, we have not. No, hopefully in January. Yeah. Soon, soon, soon-ish. Hopefully. We'll tell you, so no, we'll tell you if it's weird. Yeah. We'll take lots of pics of, of the adventure. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's all the questions. We're finally through. All right. So, uh, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, uh, at CD Carter thirteen on the Twitter, and uh, you can find uh, defensive streaming uh, stuff on thefakefootball.com, and I have a quarterback streaming column on four for four dot com. Nice. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB. All the content over at numberfire.com. And Denny, I, I heard that you found something. Yeah, well, I mentioned it before. Uh, Kenny Darter apparently 
had something to say about this past week uh, and the performances of one Jimmy Graham and one Peyton Manning. So we'll uh, we'll leave you with that. All right, we'll fire it up now. Thanks for listening, guys. Good luck in the first round of the playoffs, and we will catch you in Week 15. And uh, welcome back to another Killing the Stream. This is your host, uh, Kenny Darter. These are dark days here at, at Killing the Stream. Peyton Manning. Jimmy Graham. Nowhere to be found in week 13. Peyton, just barely a top 20 quarterback. Jimmy Graham, well, you're dead to me, Jimmy. I I don't know how else to say it. I will say this. I will never convert to the stream. And I will say this about that. Benjamin Watson and C.J. Anderson are creations of the streamers. Nothing more or less. They were sent by the streamers to destroy the fantasy values of both Jimmy and Peyton. It's a travesty, but then again, everything that involves streamers is a travesty. It's all over, folks. It's all over. At least we'll always have Gronk, who, as I've always said, is the better play. Go, Gronk. This is killing the stream. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football and